Alas, poor Yorick. I knew him. Oh, no. My noble Lord Hamlet. Over here, son. On me head. I bet he drinks Carling Black Label. Your best bet for a fuller flavour. Carling Black Label. This episode of the podcast Under the Stairs is brought to you in conjunction with Legion Podcast Network. Check out the podcast Under the Stairs and many other shows over at legionpodcast.com. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is our bonus episode, our last bonus episode of the the year that has been 2015. Um, I am your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show and joining me on bonus episode number 14 is my esteemed colleague, my great friend. It's always a pleasure to have him on the show. It is the man, the myth, the legend, the Baz. Hola, my sexy little bonus yuletide bitches. <laughs> bonus yuletide bitches. <laughs> I want to own a bonus yuletide bitch. Well, I, they're hard to come by these days, Duncan. But because you can still find them normally on the internet. <laughs> the dark recesses of the internet. By <laughs> the dark web. <laughs> the dark web. <laughs> How you doing, sir? I'm doing all right, mate. I'm doing all right. I'm... Uh... I've been kind of on the down low for a wee while with stuff going on uh, elsewhere that's demanded my attention. Um, so I've taken a wee step back recently, but uh, slowly getting back in my feet, getting back into it. I was podcasting with you last night for oh, another show for the old rock and reel reviews. I went on for ages. I was a bit manic. Uh, the first time I've ever been on a, a, a podcast with six other people. Yeah, I didn't think that was... I think I once tried it once before. I once tried to do a recording once before with five people and it started... Well, six if you include myself. And it started kind of freaking out. The The fact that everyone was legible. <laughs> yeah, it was a minor miracle to be honest, really. Yeah, I, but that show went on for fucking ages. That was almost four hours of recording for me. Uh, and then I was right into the Midnight Horror Show pretty much as soon as that finished. Oh, so a long night God. last night, Baz. Long, but worth it. It was good to, to, once again, have you back on that show after your very long hiatus. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've been in that one. Um, to be honest, the sort of past year, uh, my podcasting focus has been on this show. And we appreciate um, it. And it's just, it's hard, you know, because if I'm not recording me, I'm quite often trying to watch stuff and get that under my belt to record with you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't leave a lot of time for other podcasts, to be honest. So um, I'm a little foray into the, the world of Freemasonic podcasting. Oh. But other than that, um, it was really just this show kind of thing. So it was, it was nice to get back in Rock and Rules last night. It's always a, a good laugh. It's, it's slightly less serious. Well, I see ours is serious. It has a serious moments. Normally when I'm not on... <laughs> you, you can have some quite serious, genuinely interesting shows, and then and, and you, you can't be fucked. <laughs> it's, it's been it's, it's like I've like because we changed the format for this month, um, and we've tried our first ever you know listener choice December, and I've loved it because I've not had to program fucking anything, and. 
at all. Yeah. Um, so our, our first show that went out in December was um, pick a, a double bill of movies that you want us to discuss and uh, we got John Dies at the End and Naked Lunch and I had Bo Ranstall on for that one and that was a that was a great episode if if only just to re-solidify my love for Naked Lunch um, I think that movie's fucking incredible I think it's one of Cronenberg's best and yes, then, I, I remember see, see years ago just after I left school mm-hmm. would have been around about the time Naked Lunch came out and it got this kind of weird kind of cult following yeah. uh, over here and I, I didn't mind some of the kind of Lynch movies at the, that time the David Lynch films but I couldn't take that Naked Lunch at all um, yeah. but that, that John Dies at the end that's on Netflix over in this country uh, and I keep kind of humming and hawing about watching that it's, it's a good laugh it's a silly 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 movie it's, but it's a whole hell of a lot of fun it's, it's yeah. a, a really good funny comedy uh, kind of horror comedy so we, we did that and then we followed up last week with uh, the listeners had to pick a Christmas horror movie that hadn't been reviewed and the listeners chose Black Christmas for 1974 so myself and Ryan Lewis from Graveshift Radio sat and discussed that one that was a blast love that fucking movie um, and so I did a slight miscalculation I said that uh, I needed three shows filled forgetting that technically I needed four um, hence this bonus episode and yep. uh, as any chance you could pop on and just talk about <laughs> films you've watched aye <laughs> alright mate <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know that the people, I'll, I'll tell you when I started, when people heard the last episode and I announced that you're coming back for this one, I've already had a couple of messages from people saying, the Baz is coming back? Huzzah! Yes. Yeah, people were getting excited. So, um, the the last Listener Choice episode will come in the way of our Christmas commentary, which will be dropping on Christmas Eve. It will feature myself and yourself and our very special guest, Davey Buchanan from Rock and Roll Reviews, and we will be doing a movie commentary and... Oh, can't wait. One of my all-time favourite movies, uh, pieces from 1982. And yeah, the amount of attention that commentary has already garnered from listeners before it's even been recorded is fucking scary. Well, the minute you mention pieces, everybody stopped trying to make an attempt to think of a film to do, and they all just went like, I do pieces. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Did you not notice that yourself? Like, the yeah. poll was almost a waste of time. Oh, yeah, it was It was as about as one-sided a poll as I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> yeah. really. There was, and, and there was some heavy hitters on there. Those movies like fucking Gremlins, you know, had been suggested. Uh, Santa's Silly had been suggested. It was one we were going to try and cover last year. Um, you know, th- there had been movies suggested in there that were, were, were potential options, you know, that I was shortlisting down. Um, but ultimately, what, what won out was, was Pieces, and I, I couldn't be any fucking happier about that, because I've already reviewed it on this show this year, but and I've already done a commentary before for it on the Midnight Horror Show, but I've never done with you, Baz. Never done one with you. Yeah. And that's where the special quality lies, and that I genuinely think the first 10 minutes of that movie is it's going to fuck you up. You're just not going to know what's happening. Not that, like, it's too graphic or anything like that. The first 10 minutes is about the most nonsensical gibberish ever committed to to, to film. It's just that, that sounds like the whole of Rawhead Rex. Uh, well, this is what I thought. I kind of thought to myself, some of my favourite lines you've ever said on a commentary were on Rod, Rawhead Rex, and Pieces makes Rawhead Rex look Oscar worthy. Um, so <laughs> I can't fucking wait, man. It's like I'm actually looking more forward to that than Christmas. 
That's how bad it is. Like, genuinely, this is like a Christmas present the listeners have given me the ability to record a PC's commentary. Uh, I can't fucking wait. So, like you um, said there, Baz, uh, the, the kind of format for this uh, little bonus episode, it's not going to be a long episode, but it was to kind of welcome you back into the fold. Uh, with a with a warm embrace and it's good uh, to be back. It feels good to have you back, sir. And uh, while always you're here, feels good with me, don't always <laughs> feels good with me. Essential, some would say. Um, <laughs> and the plan was that if you were going to come back on the show, we might as well chat horror. <laughs> I mean, yeah, why not? That's kind of what we're trying to do over here. We, t- uh, we tried the football thing and it just didn't work. <laughs> it was it was a game of three halves, Baz. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> <laughs> So the the plan is um, the plan is that we're, we're going to take a, a a very short break, and when we come back from our short break, Baz, we're just going to catch up and and just chat about some of the horror movies, horror TV shows, what we've been doing horror wise, um, and the last couple of months, kind of really just closing out this year. So um, anything you want to say before we take a very short break, sir? Not at all, big man. Let's just have this break and dive headlong in. Oh yeah, headlong. And you know, you know you're so strong And there ain't no stopping And there's nothing you can, nothing you can, nothing you can do about it How? It's like Freddy's in the room with <laughs> This is a real life Right, we're going to the break um, <laughs> we're going Kill to... it Kill the feed Kill the feed <laughs> Take him off the air uh, Right, me and the Baz are going to be right back Right after this like movie reviews that are insightful, thought-provoking, and delivered by somebody who's trained to critically dissect every aspect of a motion picture without ever having to use obscenities. Then you've got the wrong show. Kruger Nation Horror Podcast is ready to feed your slasher movie and exploitation needs. There'll be more blood, expletives, and titties than you can shake your grandma's beetle flaps at. Visit www.kruegernation.com. Oh, 72 movies that shocked a nation and made an infamous list of video nasties. Hi, I'm Duncan McLeish and you can join me and my co-host Andy Blockley. Hello, hello. As we chat about the 72 films, reviewing them all from the video nasty list live on our podcast. Tell them about it, Andy. Okay, 1982. 20,000 films were seized in London alone because they were too nasty to be watched. Come and find out why. That's right. The show's called Doing the Nasty Podcast. You can find it exclusively on the Horrorphilia Network of Podcasts. Come and check us out. Ah, welcome back. So, Baz. Duncan. We're almost at the end of the year. We're we're about... Two weeks shy um, of 2016, and it's been it's been a pretty powerful year. That we are going to go into more detail on on one of our early shows in 2016. It's been a powerful year for horror. Tons of stuff out there. Horror has dominated TV. It has produced some heavy hitting, high high grossing movies at the cinema this year. It has provided some fantastic indie movies this year that really have kind of set the benchmark for for uh, horror film making. But but um, we 
try and cover it all. Like, like I'm, I'm constantly watching movies. You're watching movies. We both love a wee bit of horror on the TV. Yep. Safe to say, safe to say. Some of which recently has been fucking amazeballs, but we'll come on to that. Agreed, agreed, sir. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think the last time we did a What Have You Been Watching was on your anniversary show, which is over a month ago now. So, yeah. uh, there has been time for you to go out there and consume mm-hmm. and obey and consume and obey. Um, so, what what have you been checking out? What's been floating your boat? What have you been watching? What have you liked and what have you not? Um. Watched a fair bit of television, but I'm going to leave that by for a minute. I've watched two or three movies over the course of the past month, um, two of which I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, Housebound, finally got around to watching Housebound. Um, can't remember if it was on Netflix or on Sky over here, but it's available on my telly anyway. So I sat down and watched that. That's a pretty good watch, I've got to say. Yeah, it was um, my second favourite horror movie last year. Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed it. I watched that one with the kid, I think. Um, she wasn't overly enamoured with it. I'd built it as a horror comedy, and the only horror comedy she'd seen prior to that was Tucker and Dale. Ah, oh, right. Um, which she, she laughed out loud all the way through that. She thought it was just crazy and bonkers and loved it. I think Housebound was a wee bit too kind of dark for her. I loved it, but I tell you, man, see just the more horror I see, see the stuff coming out of Australia and New Zealand now. It's amazing. Fucking great! It really is, man. Yeah. Um, I know. I was. I was talking about this. I think on my, my anniversary show as well. Just everything I seem to watch from that particular part of the world, horror-wise at the moment, just fucking does it. Whether it's horror comedy, whether it's just really original fucking pants shit and terror. Yeah. Um, they just can't fucking seem to do anything wrong. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so loved Housebound. Thought that was great. I need to. Did I hook you up with the uh, with Deathgasm yet? No. Right, we need to make sure you've seen Deathgasm before the year is out. That is also another horror comedy from New Zealand, and it's one of my favourite movies this year. It's is just... there a sequel on the way, did I see? Yes, there is indeed. They're, they're, they're already penning the sequel to, to get it out. It's fucking brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, New Zealand just now seems to be able to do the horror comedy better than anyone. I mean, that's in the last, in the last year... We've had Deathgasm, Housebound, and What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah. yeah. Which is just fucking, just, just incredible. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I, I was a big fan of Housebound. I thought, I thought it was genuinely laugh out loud funny and bits. Like the mother character is, reminds me of my mother. You know, so like, <laughs> it's like when she's like, you, you got one of those iPhones? And she's like, no, it's not an iPhone. Ah, yeah, the iPhone. And she's like, it's not, it's not an iPhone. <laughs> so we did it like the, the, the she's just, oh, with the, when she's got the bracelet on her, her ankle. And she's just like, it's wonderful what technology can do now. It's like, <laughs> so an ankle bracelet, I can't leave the house. Just like really, really funny. But that you're right, that movie at times can go a wee bit dark. Yeah. And yeah. I quite appreciate that. I, I wasn't that. really expecting that. But, it, but then when you think about it, films like What We Do in the Shadows, I thought it was hilarious, but there was some dark subplots in that film. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, which, which to me, that, that just fucking nails it. That gives you everything then, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, yeah, so that was Housebound. Um, I'm going to skip the next one, come back to it next. Uh, I finally got around to watching the copy of It Follows that you bought me. Oh, yes, yes. Um, I, I, I was I was overjoyed when we spoke about this yesterday because yeah. like, the listeners out there know that is a movie I... Uh, really love this year like really love I saw it at the cinema and it, it was fucking incredible 
Yeah, rightly so, man, because it is brilliant. Um, as you say, I mentioned this last night on the Rotten Real reviews, because uh, it's, it's one of the few good horror films I've actually seen from this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I only watched it, I, I think, last weekend or something like that. I watched it, so I then watched it on my own. Um, I didn't really know what to expect from it, but oh, it's fucking great, man. It, and as I said last night, like, I'd got to a point where like, there's so much good stuff coming out of like, Australia, New Zealand, some of the UK stuff and that, and it's just like, America doesn't seem to be in the game at the moment, and then they fucking bring this film out. But this, to me, does not come across as an American horror film at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a real indie feel to it. The actors were completely unknown to me anyway. Brilliantly acted. Um, and just beautifully shot. Ever such an original idea as well. Mm-hmm. Genuinely original. I had no idea what was coming, but by the end of it, you're like, what the fuck, man? Do you know what I mean? And just creepy. <laughs> really so creepy and just such a clever idea. I kind of don't want to say too much for folk that haven't seen it. Yeah. Because you can screw it up for folk, do you know what I mean? But if you've not seen it, go and watch it because it's absolutely brilliant. One of my favourite films of this year, of any genre. Yeah, I would you agree. Know? I would agree. I think um, I'd, I, my intention is sometime early next year is to actually do a review of it because uh, like, I was getting um, one of the listeners had messaged me to say, have you actually reviewed this film this year? Because I kind of want to know what your opinion is. And I'm like, whilst I haven't re- reviewed it, I have mentioned like several times on the podcast under the stairs yeah. that it is a movie that you know I really, really enjoyed. Um, and you're right. It's, I mean, you're saying it's a really original idea. On paper, it's not necessarily the most original idea. It's the way they they take the they execute it. Kind yeah, of thing. it's they take tropes and they invert them. So, like, generally, the the the, the trope is, you know, like to be to survive a horror film, you need to be virginal, and they flip that in its head. Yeah, which is like a huge a huge thing to do in a movie. Um, and that's in itself maybe not the most original thing. It had been done in movies like Cherry Falls and stuff like that before. But when you couple that with the, the eerie sort of kind of vibe, what it's got going... I mean, it's got it's got a, a creature that pursues you which doesn't run. It just walks. Yeah. And that's terrifying. <laughs> it's like, yeah. how can it be terrifying? You can outrun it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's funny because obviously what cast my mind back at that point was Jason. Yes. Uh, you know, we always say he's that slow, plodding, unstoppable force kind of thing, but this takes it to the, the, the nth degree yeah. because you can just run away from it and that's it, but it just never fucking stops. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you can't keep running. It, it, it was just so clever. Some of the visuals that they used oh, yeah. were beautifully fucking shot. creepy. Yes, beautifully shot. There was a couple of real big jump scares as well. The one at the door. Did the one at the door get you with the giant? The one at the. Oh the, yes, ah, yeah. oh, oh, and it's not a it's not a proper jump scare, but the way it's shot, you see it coming, uh-huh. and you're just like, oh my fucking god! <laughs> and then she shuts the door, and you're still just like, what the fuck did I just see? Oh, oh my yeah. god! <laughs> the first the first kind of out loud shit moment I had was the the ball. Mm-hmm. When the ball hits the window, yeah, just about died. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love that! I, I love that movie so much. Yeah, it's, I, in, my, it's in my top five horrors. Yeah, it's, it's in my top five. 
in movies of the year. And it's probably in my top five movies as well, actually, when I think about it. Brilliant. The third one uh, I watched last weekend with the kid uh, did not go down so well, and I've been led to believe that you and I may disagree here. Oh! Uh, a, wee, a wee bird, well, a big, tall, lanky bird by <laughs> Buchanan whispered in my ear. Um, yeah, basically, this one had come on Sky last week, and I was kind of looking for one that me and the kid could watch, because I wouldn't let her watch It Follows, because of the, the premise, you know, the sexual premise in It Follows, the that's not for you. We'll yeah. find one in the thing. And I came across this. It's a, it's a film called Extraterrestrial. Um, are you about to tell me you liked it? No. No, I didn't like it. All right. No, oh, I, 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 I just under the impression you liked it because he loathed it. Apparently, yeah, he loathed it. I just didn't dislike it as much as he disliked it. Ah, see. I, I, the, I, that's that's the infamous lost episode. Like that episode we recorded, and then it vanished. I like I lost the audio file for it. So we yeah. we reviewed it on here, and Dave gave it a zero. Dave was like, "This is like, this is like a fuck this movie," um, and I think I gave it a two. So I, on my scale rating, the twos, I didn't like it. You know, so I, di- I didn't like it. I thought um, it has huge, huge issues, and one of the biggest issues in the movie is the tone. It, it can't keep it. It tries to be comedic in parts, and that doesn't work. Um, it tries to. It doesn't know if it wants to be a found footage movie, if it wants to be an ordinary movie. Yeah. Um, it has aliens that I don't think are scary at all. No. No, um, no. And the last 40 minutes of the movie is just a series of flashing lights and nonsense. The only saving grace in that movie is Michael Ironside's in it. And that's about it. Oh, and our buddy Houston's at the very end. Did you notice that? Houston? From uh, Grave, Grave Encounters. No, the, I didn't notice that. Right, well, it's made by the guys that made Grave Encounters. I knew it was done by the Vicious Brothers, yeah, yeah I didn't know that. And that was actually one of the reasons I thought it might be quite good. Yeah, and the, the cop, the copper, the kind of copper that's very kind of loudmouthy and annoying, that's played by Lance from Grave Encounters. That's Lance. I never noticed this. Yeah, that's Lance. He's, he looks a wee bit different. And at the very end, the colonel... Uh, when they uh, spoiler alert at the very end with yeah, the yeah. ending that they do there's a general that comes out and kind of yeah. a military man and what that's Houston that's Houston is yeah. I picked up now uh, it's just I like, think I, it's I was, like I was a too taken aback with the fact that Big Gil Bellows from Ali McBeal was in it looking <laughs> a bit old um, yeah I just I thought it'd be alright and when I when I came across it I said to the wee we watched this and she came, uh, she didn't seem that First I was like, do you know what Fancy says, I don't really like films with aliens in it. Yeah. And I said, yeah, but it's a horror thing though, you know, and it says, it's by the guys that did Great Encounters, and she's seen that, she thought it was terrifying. So she went for it. And at the end of it, she went, that was better than I thought. Oh, fuck off. No, it wasn't. It was dreadful. I, I just, it's like you say, it had no idea what it wanted to be. It was like fucking Close Encounters meets fucking I don't know oh, I don't know it was just it was just, and the ending the the last 15 minutes of that film made me want to cry <laughs> I just I just thought it was dreadful absolutely dreadful I hated most of the people in it yeah um and there was just there was nothing clever in it at all it's like they've, they've taken an idea, a premise that's been done a million times 
and some of them have been genuine cinematic classics like 2001 do you know yeah. what I mean and you've tried to do a horror twist on the fucking X-Files is scarier <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah. uh, I, I, I genuinely thought this was a dreadful film dreadful film yeah, I, I was not not a, a not a, a fan of it. I, I will say though, the last two minutes of the movie, the very end and ending, I really liked because it reminded me of it reminded me of kind of Romero movies from the nineteen seventies. He had a, a very bleak way of finishing movies. To, yeah, to, to remind you that at the end of the day, if the government wants something to go away, it goes away. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, you can you can try and. Um, survive all you want, but if at the end of the day the government decides that's it, that's it. Um, so I, I, quite, I quite like that aspect, and obviously I'll, anything with Michael Ironside in it, you know, makes me happy. I'm a big firm fan of that actor. Um, but out with that, no, I, um, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of Dark Skies either, but Dark Skies is the better movie in my opinion, so uh, which might be one that you might Oh, I thought you meant the television series. No, as in the movie. I, right, I, yeah. I, I, I did like Dark Skies, the TV show as well, actually. But, I've uh, had the box set through there, I've still never watched it. I, I, I watched that, the first kind of eight episodes of that, and I loved it, and then for some reason, it was back before I had Sky Plus boxes and all that, and I kind of lost track of the show and never ever finished it. Yeah. Um, and Colette, uh, my wife bought me it. Um, about two years ago or something for Christmas it was on my wish list and it's still sitting through I'll need to watch that actually yeah it's, um, I, I quite like it but uh, yeah I, you, you'll get I know Dave I think Dave maybe thinks I liked it more than I actually liked it because I scored it higher than what he scored it right I see a two, a two on my show still didn't like it so yeah, um, I, th- I, I think I would have given it a one I don't think I'd have gone as far as a zero yeah oh yeah, Dave um, was like fuck that mate he uh, Dave's not the biggest sci-fi fan to begin with and things with aliens yeah. and little green men doesn't usually float his boat and the fact that he watched that movie he just didn't like it I thought he hated it he really hated it with a passion um, yeah. and there was a couple aspects I thought were, were alright I, I just think it was a bit of a missed opportunity and yeah I kind of expected more from the Vicious Brothers but when I watched that movie I expected more because I remembered Craving Counters 2 being better than it actually is so yeah, yeah, yeah I would have given it a one, one if I had been on me I would have given it a one yeah. I think I really didn't like it so that film wise that's been it but as I say I've actually been watching a bit more television recently to be honest right well hold that thought because okay. uh, we'll, we'll come back to TV uh, okay. this is the, the opportunity for me to, to say that I went out to the cinema to check out the new holiday horror movie Krampus All right. uh, directed by Michael Doherty uh, the guy who did Trick or Treat um, and this is his first movie since that movie um, the little uh, dude from Parks and Recreations in it isn't he yeah that's right yeah yeah yeah, I love him. He's fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, <laughs> very much so. Uh, Krampus was fucking awesome. Was it and, good, was it? Oh, it's fucking really, really good. It blows my mind that that movie is a PG-13 in the States because it's a 15 over here and I was watching it and at bits I was like, this is dark. <laughs> this oh, is really, right. this is, the scene that I'm watching just now is really fucking dark. Tonally, it reminded me a lot of Gremlins actually mm-hmm. um, in terms of the way it's kind of set up the way things kick off and and kind of the overall format of the movie uh, it is kind of more a horror comedy the comedy is in there but it's quite it's quite um, it's not at the forefront it's more in the back that occasion you'll hear something you kind of laugh or smile at it um, but that movie just cranks up 
like the horror imagery in that movie is just cranked up to 11 all mm. the way right through it and it's fucking relentless like there was a one there was one bit in it where I was like that oh my god this is you know a bit too much and then all of a sudden what they called as elves came through the the window and there were these like wee guys wearing the most horrible fucking masks you've ever seen and they kidnapped a baby oh god and I'm like Jesus Christ I'm like you just don't you you just don't see that and that movie has done incredible um, in the states it did it charted it came in number two in the box office 10 in the states and no one was expecting that and it's more than made its money back now mm-hmm. and it's still doing really well in both the states and the UK um, which is is brilliant from um a horror fan's point of view because you don't get many holiday horror movies at the cinema these days this is the first yeah. one I imagine from now on we'll get quite a lot because Krampus did well um, but at the same time Michael Doherty is trying to get Trick or Treat 2 off the ground and he's had to make this movie as a compromise so you know you make this movie for us we'll let you make Trick or Treat 2 the fact it performed really well that guy is going to have a lot more creative you know, free free ability to go away and actually do more of what he wants to do, which is brilliant because Trick or Treat to me is one of the greatest Halloween movies. It encapsulates what Halloween feels like and Krampus is, encapsulates what a holiday horror movie should feel like. So right. the, guy's, the guy is owning that ship. I also checked out um, a horror anthology called A Christmas Horror Story. Do you know, <laughs> I was going to mention this, my sister has actually bought my daughter that for her Christmas. <laughs> it's, it's, it's got about four stories and they're all set at exactly the same time. So it jumps between the four stories instead of giving you individual stories. It, it's constantly weaving throughout the stories as they're happening. Um, I liked like three out of the four. I think mm-hmm. one of them's really good. I think two of them are pretty cool. And there's one which kind of plays off the kind of possession found footage idea which I just thought was lazy generic and shouldn't have been in the movie at all Um, the biggest the the thing that put the biggest smile on my face though is William Shatner's in it, the shat is Mm -hmm. in this movie and he is kind of almost your it'd be like the the version of the Crypt Keeper from something like Tales from the Crypt, he's he's the kind of anchor point of which all the stories kind of revolve around and he's just, it looks like he's just having, it looks like he's being paid in whiskey and he's just having some drinks. <laughs> he's, 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 he's in like set in a radio studio and he's like a radio host and it just looks like, like the outtakes at the very end of the movie, he's either is genuinely drunk or he's pretending to be drunk to do the outtakes. Right. And it's just fucking brilliant. I, I, I enjoyed that movie a whole lot more than I should have looking at like the cover artwork or the idea behind it. That movie should have really sucked, but mm. it was actually surprisingly quite a lot of fun. And like I say, William Shatner, huge Shat fan. Um, and he's doing his he's doing his uh, his Shatley duties. Um, so yeah, that, that was a, that was a whole hell of a lot of fun as well. So I wanted to touch on those two kind of horror movies. I've obviously been checking out the usual uh, influx of, of kind of holiday horror movies that I do about this time of year uh, but most of them are older so I only want to focus on the two that we've covered now you said you've been watching a lot of TV Baz yes as uh-huh. have I as have I nice so, nice I, I suspect we're going to cross metaphorical swords here Bill, <laughs> at points um, the first one I'm going to mention this one quickly because it's not strictly horror but it does 
I, I picked out little horror elements in it that I loved, uh, and that was Jessica Jones, the new Marvel series on Netflix. Uh-huh. Have you checked any of it out at all? No, I know that um, a lot of my, my friends online jizzed in their pants um, mm-hmm. when this came out, and I've heard a lot of quite high praise and accolades getting put against it along the lines of this is the best Marvel TV show yet. Yeah, it is. And it's there on Netflix, and I do have Netflix, so I probably will do like what I did with Daredevil. You know, I'll, I'll probably see it like months after it comes out, but yeah. I'll watch it all on a weekend or something. So, uh, I mean, if you enjoy Daredevil, I would wager that you'll love this. You need no background in comics to watch this mm-hmm. at all. There are little bits in there for guys that are into comics. They don't detract. You know, your lack of knowledge would not detract from it in any way at all. But it. I had found out, I had never read any of the Jessica Jones stuff, um, but I found out before this was released that it was one of the first mature reader lines that Marvel had done. Uh-huh. And I, I wasn't aware that Marvel had actually done any, DC were, were big into that. Um, and there was concern that it wouldn't translate uh, because, you know, while it's on Netflix and stuff like that, it is still a Marvel product, do you know what I mean? They pulled no fucking punches, by the way. Uh-huh. Oh, there's riding galore in it. <laughs> uh, they're swearing. It's, it's, it's proper adult telly about superheroes. It's fucking brilliant. But I've actually, since having finished it, me and my wife binge-watched the crap out of it kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And since I finished it, I went away and I bought a load of the Alias comics, which is what it's based on, uh, for my iPad, and I read them. It's better than the original comics. Right. And I don't often fucking say that, believe me. Um, they've taken one particular storyline from the comics and built a whole thing around it. And it was a genius move because the, the comics, I, I've read about the first year and a half's worth of the comics or something like that, and they all touch on traditional superheroes at some point. Mm-hmm. This, this does not. There are a couple other characters from the Marvel Universe in there, but comics have Captain America in it and stuff like that this doesn't they're focused on a very minor well it's a, a major storyline in her part but a very minor character kind of thing and built the whole series around it it's awesome it's uh-huh. awesome it's uncomfortable at points to watch it, it, it's not creepy but it's unpleasant watching at points in yeah. a cool way. Do you know what I mean? Um, so if, if you're thinking about checking out Dunkin', I strongly advise. Once you've got a wee bit of a break and you've got time to dedicate it to you know, knock it out in a few days, kind of thing, great series of television, man. Brilliant. Oh, right. Well, brilliant. I, I, you're the first person I've actually heard talk about. I've read plenty in connection with it, but the first person I've actually heard talk about it. Um, ah, you've, you, you've certainly sold it to me. It'll be one that I'll check out over Christmas when I've got a bit of free time. Yeah, and like yeah, I said, there's a one. very good chance I'll just binge watch the whole fucking thing on the weekend or something. You will not regret it, my friend. I assure you. Excellent. Uh, the next one I watched, I know for a fact you've been watching. There's mm-hmm. a bit of banter about it online uh, a couple of weeks ago, and that is Scream Queens. I've finished it now, because I've been oh, have dim- you? downloading it from the States, yeah, so <sighs> I, I've finished it. Legally, obviously. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Bass. Thanks, Bass. <laughs> we, we, no, I have watched about the first four or five. Um, we've been keeping this one for my daughter. She was crazy keen to see it, kind of thing. Her and my wife watched this bloody awful thing called Pretty Little Liars. Uh-huh. It's on Netflix. It's a kind of teen fucking mystery drama thing. It's not my cup of tea at all. 
But I think Scream Queens appears to be like a cross between that and the Scream movies. Yeah. And that just totally floats my kid's boat, do you know what I mean? So she was cock-a-hoop about this. And I've got to say, we sat down and I think the first weekend she was here, I think we've watched them four or five of them, we watched them all in one weekend. I couldn't help myself but enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I, ju- I just couldn't. It- it's fucking daft and bonkers and you can sit and pick holes in it for an entire show. Do you know what I mean? But it doesn't get away from the fact that it's really good fun. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think um, I've been bigging up this show on the Midnight Horror Show now for, for weeks. I think it's one of my favourite things I've seen this year. See, I, I, I wasn't sure how you would take to it because <laughs> it's very bubblegum. Do you know what I mean? It's, it is very bubblegum and there, there are interesting names associated with the project. Ryan Murphy is the, the show creator. Ryan Murphy is the guy behind the first season of Glee. Um, that's shh, why. Shh. Yeah, he's behind the first season of Glee. He did Nip Tuck, which was a program I oh, loved. I which, that, yeah, yeah. He, he was by Nip Tuck, but he's also the guy behind American Horror Story. So All right. that's his show. So this was his spin-off show, and I get the feeling that after doing Coven, the idea of doing a girls' school was pretty much there for him to do and mm-hmm. the reason he brought Emma Roberts over into that from Coven um, it makes a lot of sense to me why he did that because those two characters aren't all that different Yeah. Um, in the way they're portrayed it is the most packed referenced horror show I've ever seen in my entire life like there are whole sections of certain episodes which are nodding their head to about a million horror movies mm-hmm. I think it is incredibly well written it has more one liners in that that have made me laugh than any show I've ever seen in my entire life it, is, it has got some characters that I think are my favourite characters see Chad Radwell I think Chad, the the boyfriend, the oh the le- god, uh, the one that calls himself Chad Radwell. Yeah, Chad Radwell. Yeah, <laughs> um, the the leader of the Dicky Dollar Scholars yeah. uh, is one of my favourite characters ever committed to, to to cinema. I think he is, or, or to screen. I think he is fucking hilarious. Um, uh, Denise, whatever her face is, the cop who refers she, to herself. She's my favourite. She's fucking I love amazing. Her. She's like that. when she's in the car with the other cop, she's like, she's like, and I think they're together. Hashtag cahoots. <laughs> um, like, so she's brilliant. I think Emma Roberts plays bitch unlike any character I've seen in years. I think Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis is having a ball. And yeah, well, see, that, that was the, 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 the reference I got immediately. I've, I've never seen the Halloween films, but I know Jamie Lee Curtis was the main kind of character in a lot of those films you know yep. like, I brought her in to give it props which is fair enough yeah she, she is widely known as you know she is one of the biggest you know one of the most well known scream queens mm-hmm. um, which is a, a which is an accolade given to actresses that star in a lot of horror movies right. Right? so that's the term they get called scream queens and um, I think it's fucking brilliant I actually think it's like I think there's a special level of genius in that movie. I laugh and smile all the way through every fucking episode, pick out tons of horror references. I finished it, I thought it was ridiculous right up to the very end. And I only found out last week, you know the the, the lassie that wears the earmuffs? Yes, uh uh-huh. Do you know who that is? No. That's Carrie Fisher's daughter. Uh, oh, right, I knew her daughter was acting then. Yeah. That's why she wears the earmuffs, because Princess Leia. Oh, that's fucking clever. It's just a fucking. It's those wee details that uh, the fact that she would play a character which basically looks like 
are yeah. <laughs> I had no idea about that, I've got to say. It's fucking brilliant. It's such a good show. Yeah. It's so, so, so good. The, the little bing bong you heard earlier on was my phone going off and it was just my wife texting, it's really good. It's, it's, it is really good. You can tell her it's, I'm 100% with it. It has been one of the most pure joy experiences I've had this year. And on paper, you're right, I should like this. Yeah, it has that kind of tweeny fucking pop, bubblegum pop mm-hmm. like element of a show like Glee, which instantly makes me feel like I need to poke my fingers through my eyes and stab my eardrums with knitting needles to get away from it. You know what I mean? But everything about it just works perfect. It reminds me of all the cheesy nonsense of the 1980s mixed in with fucking Legally Blonde with a touch of Glee meets Scream. Yeah, um, I think it's got a real 90s vibe to it. Oh, it's got a hell of a 90s vibe uh, to it. Like, a lot of... There's, there's a reason that most of the soundtrack is 90s music. Mm. Um, a lot of the references to, to, to some of the things I've done in the show are very 1990s based. I just think it's incredible. I, I, I love that show and it finished and um, they haven't secured a second season yet um, but Ryan Murphy says that he has has it ready he's ready to rock with it if Fox will get and I've never wanted a second season of a TV show so much in my entire life yeah. um, I, you know knowing that, that there's been nothing confirmed I, I just I can't fucking wait I think it is <laughs> and I, I know people don't like it and for the reasons that they've listed that they don't like it I can't disagree with them mm-hmm. it is very in your face and it is very over the top but it, for whatever reason it, that element works for me in this context I don't get it it's fucking amazing yeah uh, I really enjoy it myself I've got to say um, I'm looking for the kids arriving tomorrow and I think we're going to binge watch a few more of them to be honest so oh, I'm fantastic there's some film. great episodes coming up some like like hilarious episodes coming up so I can't wait to talk about it somewhere down the line excellent right anyway though we, we need to get serious for a minute don't oh, we? Oh. we need to get real fucking serious a minute and we need to talk about American Horror Story Hotel and we need to talk about how fucking good that show is. <laughs> yes, he's back. He's back on board. Absolutely. 100%. This is the best season they've ever done. I am not far away from agreeing with you, actually. My favourite, I've said before, is Asylum. I loved Asylum. Um, mm. It will depend how this season sticks to landing for me. The, the, the big issue with all American Horror Story series thus far has been the, the ending they throw so yeah. much at it that when it comes to the ending it almost feels like they're trying to tie up so many loose ends that it kind of unravels or I they don't even bother yes. um, so this one has had the, the kind of added benefit in that we are currently I think I'm 8 episodes into it and it still hasn't really played it's full hand yet there's still a, it's still at this position where we have about two or three stories going on yeah. and those two or three stories oh, I kind of know where they're going but they haven't put their cards down and committed to it yet and I think the casting has been genius in that show I think Wes Bentley playing the the, the kind of the cop has been fantastic the, the wee guy playing the kind of updated version of H.H. Holmes and he's James Marsh character yeah he's fucking brilliant he's absolutely brilliant absolutely absolutely brilliant. Brilliant. it's so different I, I think a lot of the characters he's played 
I've, they've, they've all been fairly similar. Even in the first series, the, the darkness in his character in the very first series didn't come in until later. You kind of thought he was alright up to a point, you know? Yeah. Um, but the, it, it's so far out there, it's almost pantomime, but it's brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's it absolutely brilliant. So works. I think the casting, and I said it at the time, and I feel vindicated that the casting of Lady Gaga, fucking genius. I have to agree. <laughs> and you know. I was <laughs> dreading it. I was absolutely dreading it. And what I will say, the the one thing, and it's not that I dislike it. I, dislike is not the right word. The, the only issue I have with it is, and I've had this with at least three of the others, is sometimes there's just too many characters. Yeah. You, you know, you like you could trim off some of the fat here and just get a lean really good fucking series and that that leads up to what you're talking about the endings tend to be a bit of a kind of faff and a mess kind of thing and a bit, a bit of a letdown they've done it a little bit in this but she holds it together she's the constant thread through the whole thing and she's the best thing about it and I fucking never thought I would say that she's absolutely brilliant in it but I love them all uh, the characters in this are really really good um, the way they brought Valentino in it and stuff I thought that was fucking genius do you know what I mean you've got the noir feel about it you've got the classical silver age you know they're jumping in and out of time periods love all that I, j- I just think it's great and for me I mean the, 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 the Coven I didn't like you know I didn't like him. Yeah. Freak Show brought me back on board a bit, but I just didn't think Freak Show finished very strongly. Um, but it did pull me back, and I was glad I went back to watching it because I was pretty much ready to chuck it after coming. Uh, but this, this is hands down, it's my favourite one out of the lot. It's brilliant. And uh, what well, dare we talk about the bitching soundtrack, Baz? Oh my god! <laughs> oh. Who was it? In the, the, I just watched the last one. Was it Gary Newman or something they had? Yeah, in it they've had Gary point? Newman. They've had fucking everything. Oh, the Cure, the Sisters of Mercy. Oh, it's fucking perfect. <laughs> Honestly, I, I hope you could... They don't release the soundtracks to these shows, do they? I don't... I would buy the album. I don't think they do, and I think it's something they're maybe missing, because I, I sometimes think that the the song choices in American Horror Story are actually really fucking good. Yeah, they're um, very clever the way they do it sometimes. Yeah, and I think uh, they're, they're, they're missing that, so um, I, I think if they did, I would like to have that, even though I probably own quite a few of them separately yeah. anyway, I'd love to have them all in the one collection anyway, so yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree with you anymore, Baz. Um, phenomenal I'm, this season, t- absolutely totally, phenomenal. Totally digging it I think it's been it's, it's been great and I think when like it, I say when we do the the show early next year kind of looking back over you know 2015 just in general I think TV wise there's very few things I've seen that have put a foot wrong mm-hmm. I finally I finally finished I, I binge watched um, last week uh, Penny Dreadful season 2 and it was fucking amazing um, did you did you not have seen that? No, no. You watched it and I, you watched it and finished it, and then uh-huh. I never got around to it. So that was my first right. first watch of it. Fantastic, yeah, absolutely fucking fantastic. Can't wait for season three. I actually yeah. can't wait for season three. Um, so I, you know, I've clocked through that. You know how much I dug Hannibal. Um, I'm loving the fact that the the rumor mill has started back up already about season four of Hannibal uh, with um, 
I have not heard this. Brian Fuller has said that he has it all set out now, he knows exactly what he's doing in season four and in a year and a half's time he's going to ba go back again to the TV stations and all the outlets and push for it to get made because by then he will have done his new gaming thing. Oh, the new gods thing you were yeah, telling me about. He, he's coming out of that and at the same time Mads Mickles will have done his whatever Marvel movie he's doing and Hugh Dancy will have finished whatever thing that he's doing so they should all be back contractually able to do it and he has said 100% they're taking a run at Silence of the Lambs so oh, oh my god it's just like oh, that's quite interesting I think I would have to go back to it don't I would have I would have to watch it I'd have to watch it and I'd have to I'm getting season 3 for my Christmas on Blu-ray and I, I've you know, I've seen season three twice already this year, uh, but I'll binge watch it again. it twice already. I fucking love it. I think it's my favourite TV show this year. I think it's incredible. Um, so, so, there's been loads. Uh, I'm, I've just started uh, season two of The Strain, so I'm starting to work my way through that, and that's kicked off not too bad. Uh, the only one I haven't you, you watched... You bother going back to that one, I've got to say. Yeah, I, I, I'm, the ending wasn't great for me, and I kind of want to see where they were going to go with it in season two. But it started off okay. It's, it's not not been great, but it's not been terrible. Um, Ash versus Evil Dead is fucking amazing. Um, and when you have done the Evil Dead show, yeah. I highly recommend you sit and watch a TV show which is up week on week in its entirety um, on Virgin. I don't know if you've got Virgin. No, that's Sky I've got. Uh, well, I will source you something. They're still trying to get a channel sorted uh, for the rest of the UK, um, but it's, it's incredible. It's fucking hilarious. Absolutely. Bruce Campbell is amazing. So, between that, the only one I haven't seen is the, the, arguably the biggest horror TV show, uh, which is The Walking Dead. Um, I have not watched <laughs> any of it at all this year. Neither have I actually. Um, we were waiting because I know they were going. I knew they were going to do this fucking wanking mid-season break pish. Yeah. So we'll basically just let it build up, um, and I think we're probably going to watch over the Christmas holidays. Yeah. Yeah, I but I've, I've not seen any of it either, and I've been frantically avoiding social media and stuff like that. I do not want it ruined. All right. Yeah. Well, um, I have. Uh, I've. I've still got like the last five episodes of the previous season to watch and then oh, right. and I've, I've, I've not watched Fear of the Walking Dead either so I've got that to watch as well so yeah we watched that I quite enjoyed that I've got to say I thought the, the approach they took to it mm -hmm. you know to kind of separate it from the Walking Dead I thought worked really well uh, I know some folk were bitching about it but like, for fuck's sake if you just make another fucking Walking Dead then it's pointless yeah. do you know what I mean they tried to do something a little different and it worked really well I thought Ah, yeah, well, there yeah, you go. I, I enjoyed Fear the Walking Dead. I've got to say, I, I will. I'll get through it. I know there's only like six or seven episodes. So yeah, it's I'll not a long. Fire so. right through it. So it's not. It's not a, a long watch for me at all. But yeah, I think it's been the thing. The thing about it is like, t to me, from from my point of view, is that in a lot of scenarios, horror on TV, TV is almost the best format for it in terms of giving you space to really flesh out an idea or a mythology, give plenty of time for character development and it's popular just now, like horror on TV is very very popular and there is a ton of things being developed just now which are going to make their way over. Um, I remember seeing Wayward Pines this year and really enjoying that. Um, unfortunately I've now found out they're going to be doing a season 2 of that 
what the source material was three books which were all condensed to make season one uh, so right. there's no there's nothing for season two so they're obviously going to go off and wing it and that to me is probably going to cause issues um, so you know the, there's a lot of it getting developed there's a couple of Stephen King projects being developed for TV at the moment they're really pushing things through Wolf Creek has been developed into a TV show with images and a, I think a trailer's been launched for that now a okay. six, six part miniseries um, so there's a lot of stuff getting developed for the for TV at the moment and the issue is TV is t- more time consuming than watching a movie you can sit and watch a movie that's done Yeah. a TV show you could be investing 10, 15, 20 hours of your life depending on how long the show runs that there needs to be something that hooks you, there needs to be something that works for it and I think what's been great about this year is that all the horror shows that I've watched this year have all tapped into a different market. They've all done something. They're all completely different from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's that is the interesting thing for me. Whereas a lot of the movies I've seen this year have all been very similar. Um, that's not to say there haven't been great movies. I've seen a ton of great movies this year. But there there's a plethora of movies that have come out this year that have all been incredibly similar. Similar plots, similar setup. You know, TV seems to be able to develop things in different ways and move around that. So, I, yeah, I'm, I'm 100% in love with horror TV in 2015. I think it's been fucking great. And I can't wait to see where some of these shows go next year. I, I yeah, really, I really can't think wait. about even fucking a decade. Mm-hmm. And there was hardly any horror on the fucking television. Yeah, if you jump back, a, you know I mean? if you jump back a decade, Buzz, um we jump back a decade. Dexter was just starting right. on TV, and Dexter to me is the catalyst. Dexter basically paves the way for it's okay to cheer people being eviscerated on screen. It's okay mm-hmm. to have a sizable amount of blood and guts, and it's okay to do that in a TV show. It's okay to root for the baddie, yeah. and then from that point you can chart American Horror Story Walking Dead and all those shows start getting greenlit off the back of Dexter mm-hmm. previous to that not a lot They're, they are out there it's just not the same um, and I can't believe we've come so far so quickly in even the last five years and I'm loving it TV to me is the I've always said TV is the great medium for, yeah. for putting across stories like really good stories you're not rushed you're not having a like a you're not having executive bodies telling you you have to cut your movie by 10 minutes you, you know you just put it in your series mm-hmm. and um, it's been in fact TV this year in general has been phenomenal um, my, my, my current uh, vice at the moment is the new Homeland season which I'm one episode away from the end and it's I, I, I feel myself almost going into wee mini panic attacks while watching it it's that stressful to watch but in a good way yeah, I've been watching it as well, actually. I don't think I'm as far ahead as you. I'm just at the British kind of, um, you know, the, the British TV schedule of it kind of thing. But yeah. yeah, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I've got to say it's been really good. Yeah, there's very few things I've watched this year that I've not liked. And I, th- I think that is that is great. I think more of that, and that kind of gives me faith. I've said it before, when TV starts pushing the boundaries, movies kick back. And I think the reason that you've seen movies like It Follows this year um, is is off the back of how successful indie horror movie has been definitely but how attitudes are changing to horror through TV I think that's you know that has made a, a huge a huge impact as well that you know people are like, TV is so popular at the moment so all the A-list actors are off doing things so developers are, uh, are, are movies have smaller budgets 
uh, less money to work with because it's not popular at the cinema just now but on some level that gives them more creative freedom or creative control to put what they want to put out um, as opposed to a big studio saying it needs to be this way or this way or this way and fit into this demographic it needs to have this and marketing and products and all the rest um, the big thing for something like It Falls for me is there's no indication in that movie when it's set at all yeah um, well, one of them has a, a you know a, like an e-reader which is on a, a kind of clamshell which would make you think alright this is a modern thing yet you don't really see any modern mobile phones you don't see any computers and most of the cars that are driven are older cars yeah. so there's a really weird outy timey feel with it coupled with the way it's shot um, just, just things that small detail where you don't have to feel the need to have teenagers running around with mobiles like every fucking movie does um, mm. the fact that the they could do those things I think is incredible so yeah I, I, it's been it's been a pretty fucking cool year Buzz it for, certainly has for all it? these things and I can't wait to get into our lists um, at the beginning of the next year of, of of the movies that we have really liked and I've still got a couple to send over to you to, to, to check out before that show obviously you've got Bone Tomahawk now which is oh. yeah gearing up I hope to watch that at the weekend oh Bone Tomahawk is fucking good um, I'm holding off on the Green Inferno for our cannibal show by the way yeah you, you said that it's going to be one of the three is it three films we're doing or four yeah it's going to be one of the three or four I've yeah yeah I'm, so. I'm totally fine with that that's totally cool but yeah that. so there, there are a couple of death guys and me definitely need to see and um yeah, is there anything else you want to say, buddy? No, I think we're pretty much spent. <laughs> That's a good point. What we're going to do is we're going to take a very short break. When we come back, we'll be closing out the show and giving details of where to check us out and what is coming up uh, for the final two shows of 2016, right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And welcome back. So you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been bonus episode number 14 with myself and the sexy Baz. Sexy, sexy Baz. Sexy, sexy Baz. Um, we have talked through some of the things we've watched over the last couple of months. Hopefully you guys have got some recommendations from us of things to go out and check out. If you've already checked out some of the things we've said, like It Follows or Krampus, you know, if you've checked out these movies or Housebound, let us know what you thought of them on the Facebook page. Um, if you've been checking out some of the horror on TV, let us know what you've made of that as well. Um, if you've seen one that we haven't mentioned, hit us up and let us know myself and the Baz always looking for new TV programmes to consume absolutely it's, it's, it's always out there so so let us know if there's anything that we're missing at the moment that should be in our lives um, and yeah uh, we have two shows left in this year um, and well, sorry we actually only have one show left in this year only one show Baz Oh, and it's a Christmas commentary <laughs> of <laughs> PCs Pieces. I sent you the trailer. Did you watch the trailer? Yeah. What did you think of the trailer? I'm not looking forward to this thing. <laughs> and what it, it just, it, it's, it's not that I mean, it, all that kept me through my head was fucking Rawhead Rex and those <laughs> fucking batshit things he thinks is amazing and I'm going to fucking hate. <laughs> that's, that's accurate. That's like 100% accurate. It is, oh, that movie gets so much love for me that it probably doesn't deserve, but it's amazing. And uh, it's just, it's been announced that it's getting released on Blu ray in the States in February, and I've already pre ordered my copy. Um, 
can't fucking wait. Uh, so yeah, so we're going to be doing that as our. our Have you already had some special edition of this? I've got the I've got the DVD. Arrow put in oh, the it's DVD. It's not a big fancy one that you've got. No, I wish. <laughs> I really wish. I thought it was like a limited edition steelbook fucking number you had. No, not not for PCs, not for PCs. All oh, right. Uh, Apologies. Yeah, not for not for PCs. It's never had that release over here. But I reckon that because it's been released in Blu-ray in the States, I will probably put it out on Blu-ray sometime this year, eh, 2016 that is. Um, I reckon I'll probably get released over here and I'll probably buy that as well, I'll double up. Because eh, I love that movie so much, it's fucking amazing. So we're going to be doing that. Then we are going to take a break over Christmas, no show in between Christmas and New Year. And then we're going to return possibly first or second week in New Year for a, a very special um, episode with myself and the Baz, and we are gonna be doing a lot of talking, Baz. Yeah, talking. We'll be talking about things that floated our not boat. Not like us, don't. No, not like us at all. We'll be talking about all the stuff that floated our boat in 2015. We're gonna rattle down through my top 10 horror movies of 2015, and then we are gonna set the stage for what is gonna be happening with the Baz in 2016. We're gonna be charting that shit out for yep. you guys uh, to follow. And um, probably at the end of this year, we will put out to the poll what will be your next franchise, <clears throat> which we won't be tackling for a wee while anyway, but that'll give you time to source some materials and stuff like that, yeah. instead of just springing it on your lap and saying, we're recording this next week. Um, <laughs> go and watch these nine films. <laughs> yeah, go and watch these nine films from Ripley's Baz. Um, so yeah, so there's, there's plenty of that coming up. There is a ton of ways to follow us, check us out. Uh, and interact with us online the podcast under the stairs is on facebook facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash t putts um, you can check us out on the old twitters baz is the admin over there baz what's the what's the details on that uh, our twitter account is at t putts cast um, I know I've not been on a great deal I will endeavour as of next week to get back to my filthy filthy best oh dear I mean, oh, uh, yeah. how could that not get you moist hearing that um, <laughs> so, um, so yes he's over on Twitter we have an Instagram yep we do what is that Baz? it is tputzcast as well so it's exactly the same <laughs> nice, as the, the Twitter account Um We've been posting a little bit on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the good we thing could do that, with some more followers. So if you're out there and you have Instagram and you're not following it, fucking follow it. Definitely. And the good thing about that one is we both post on that. So we do, we do. Um, we should probably be trying to post a little bit more. But uh, it took us a wee while to get the the Twitter account into motion. And once once we get going, though, we're unstoppable, Duncan. Once we get started, that is a valid like a point. Big sexy train. <laughs> a big sexy non-stopping. Locomotive train <laughs> coming to get you. Woohoo! Um, so, <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, so we're, we're over there. We have a, a fucking pretty bitchin' website. The website's amazing. I love the website. I think it turned out a lot better than I was expecting. And you, <laughs> got, you guys you guys out there funded that by buying our posters. Thank you very much for that. And, and that's where it goes. We did something quirky for you to own. 
and help us out with the show and that's that's the power of the podcast listeners out there as you gave us an awesome website which is www.tputzcast.com um, where you can check out the entire archive of all our shows you can get a bit of blurb about our, myself and the Baz um, you can check out the latest shows directly on the, the home page and as well as that our Instagram links to all our pictures are also in there as well so that's tputzcast.com in terms of listening to this show, if you subscribe to us through iTunes, thank you very much for doing that. Take two seconds um, and leave us a review over there. We've had quite a few come in recently, all five stars. Thank you very much. The more of them we get, the higher up the ratings we get pushed. The higher up the ratings we get pushed, the more likely people will find us in general searches on iTunes um, and come across and check out the show. And hopefully they'll dig it as much as you have been digging it out there. Um, you can listen to us through Stitcher Smart Radio. You can check us out on SoundCloud. And we are a proud member of the Legion Podcasting Network um, we we have been blessed Baz by being surrounded by fucking incredible shows over on that network and Bo is a, a tireless promotion machine promoting this show out there to, to listeners I want to check that out so if you're checking us out over there remember and check and show some love to some of the other shows over there as well woofed that's, that's the last actual podcast podcast that I'm doing with podcasts under the stairs this year. Aww. It feels a bit weird. The next one I get to goof around and watch a movie and there will be drinking. Yeah. Um, I can't fucking wait. Pieces with alcohol is even better. Um, I, I, I can't promise it'll be of the level of my anniversary show, but there will be some drinking involved. <laughs> oh God, I don't think there can be many shows that can promise that, Baz. For the sake of our livers... Um, <laughs> And our spouses, uh, <laughs> and and our bills, and our works, and yeah, uh, for well, the sake we'll of end up living together like Morgan and Wise. Oh, my head's it's all we can afford. <laughs> Do you want to watch pieces again, Baz? <laughs> Didn't did the Baz market flogging our posters? <laughs> two for a pound, two for a pound. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to jump out just now. I hope you've enjoyed this little bonus episode that we really did throw together at the very last minute. Yeah, um, there wasn't a lot of thought went into this, it's got to be said. No, I think the content's gold, though, Baz. The content's gold. Oh, it's always gold. It's always gold. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to jump away just now. Um, if you do not check out the PC's commentary before Christmas, then um, from myself and the Baz, can we just wish you a very Merry Christmas. I hope you have a fantastic Christmas out there and if you don't celebrate Christmas I hope you enjoy your holiday your time off or whatever you're doing over this festive period I hope you enjoy that um, if you do not check out the commentary before New Year I hope you have a fantastic New Year I hope it's safe I hope you get boozed up to the gills I hope in the morning you wake up with shame because January the 1st with shame is the best way to kick off a year um, and myself and the bars look forward to bringing you a fucking massive ton of of content in 2016 for those that will be checking out the PC's commentary hopefully you'll check out on Christmas Eve when the show drops and like I said before you use it as a background to wrap in presents uh, you can have a wee chuckle I can't guarantee that if you make a mistake because of laughing at something that Baz said that we will accept responsibility for it you should have known better so yeah. um, Baz is there anything you want to say to our listeners out there in the listener land um, I would I'd just like to say I know a lot of folk were looking forward to the Evil Dead episode and it never happened this year I absolutely 100% promise you it will happen in 2016 
and I will endeavour to bully Duncan into making it happen early. Um, so we will we will be dropping that one. I know you were looking forward to I was looking forward to it myself. Um, and I'm quite keen to see this Ash versus the Evil Dead thing as well, and I don't want to do that without having done that. So we shall endeavour to get that done for you. And as Duncan said, um, whatever you're doing over the holidays, if you're celebrating Christmas, if you're celebrating Hanukkah, if you're just lying in bed wanking, have a good time. <laughs> think of the bars when you're doing it I love this idea of I could celebrate Christmas I could celebrate uh, Hanukkah I'm not celebrating either I'll just lie in my bed and have a wank <laughs> um, I, I, I like that that's, that's, that's a pretty cool image uh, right uh, we're going to go uh, Baz would you like to say goodbye to listeners goodbye listeners and from myself this is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs signing off Christmas Eve, babe, in the drunk tank, an old man said to me, won't see another one, and then he sang a song, the rare old mountain dew, I turned my face away. And dreamed about you Got on the lucky one Came in like ten to one I've got a feeling This year's for me and you So happy Christmas I love you can see a better time when all our dreams come true. They got cars big as bars, they got rivers of gold, but the windows right through you, it's no place for the old. When you first took my hand on a cold Christmas Eve, Pretty queen of New York City When, when the band finished playing They held up for more Sinatra was swinging All the drums they were singing We kissed on the corner Then danced through the night The boys of the NYPD choir Were singing Go away, babe And the bells were ringing out For Christmas Day Can't make it out alone
Christmas Day 